0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وارزقنا علما تنفعنا به آمين رب العالمين الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله we الله Allah عز وجل and we praise him as he ought to be praised and we express our gratitude unto him for allowing us to continuously seek knowledge for his sake and we ask Allah Azza wa to make us of those who learn uh, for his sake and that he teaches us beneficial knowledge that we will act upon Ameena Rabbal Alameen We continue our course Fiqhul Asma'il Husna once again and as we know we are doing we are carrying on through the book of Sheikh Abdul Razak, al-Badr, Hafidhahullah Ta'ala, Fiqhul Asma'il, Husna. And we are currently going through a number of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal and explaining it as the Shaykh has explained it, Hafidhahullah. So the next name that Sheikh Abdul Razak has mentioned in his book is the name Al-Muhsin, is the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Al-Muhsin. Al-Muhsin is translated as the doer of good, the doer of good. And this name is not actually found in the Qur'an. This name Al-Muhsin is not found in the Qur'an as a name, but it is found as an action of Allah. It is found as an action of Allah, that Allah has the action of doing good to others, of Ihsan. He is Al-Muhsin, the one who has the attributes or who does Ihsan towards others. For example, in Surah Al-Qasas, verse number 77, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَأَحْسِن كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ And Allah says, and be good to others. وَأَحْسِن This is a command from Allah to insan, to do good to others. كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ The same way, just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did good to you. كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did good to you. So this is an action of Allah. This the, the, the action of Ihsan, the, the action of doing goodness to others. Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam in Surah Yusuf verse 100, he said, وَقَدْ أحسن, بي, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي إِذْ أَخْرَجَنِي مِنَ السِّجْنِ And Allah, he says, indeed, He, my my Lord, He did good to me. أَحْسَنَ id إِذْ أَخْرَجَنِي مِنَ السِّجْنِ When He took me out of the prison. Waqad In another ayah, Surah Al-Taraq, verse number 11, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qad And indeed, Allah will have indeed granted them an excellent provision. And there are many such examples of this explaining and proving to us the action of Allah is the action of Ihsan as he is Al-Muhsin. However, we find this name, Mentioned in hadith. We find this name mentioned in the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi in at least three hadith. The first hadith is narrated by Anas ibn Malik anhu. He said that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, When you judge between people, for example, فَعْدِلُوا then you have to be just. And when you kill, then do it in a good way do it well do it in a good in a good manner for indeed allah is muhsin he has the proof that this is his name this is who he is for indeed allah is muhsin he is the one who does good and he loves those who do good he loves the muhsinin the people of ihsan um, this hadith is in and others another hadith rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُحْسِنٌ يُحِبُّ الْإِحْسَانَ إِلَىٰ Indeed, Allah is Muhsin. He is Muhsin. And He loves Ihsan to every single thing. He loves that His slaves, they show Ihsan, they show goodness, the best of ways and manners to every single thing. And if you are going to kill, <coughs> sorry, and then kill in a good manner. And if you're going to slaughter or sacrifice an animal, then do it in the best manner. And then he said at the end of the hadith, So let each of you sharpen his blade or his knife that he's slaughtering with. So that the animal that he is slaughtering does not suffer. That the animal can be at ease when it's being sacrificed in the best possible manner. Um, and this is part of Ihsan um and so forth this is at least two examples where the hadith mentions that allah is al muhsin and he loves ihsan towards um, other things or towards others and so forth so what does this name mean the meaning of the name of allah and muhsin it refers to his fadl it refers to the grace of allah it refers to the generosity of allah the fact that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gives and he bestows on others and he spends on others and so forth. This is part of his Ihsan. The one who does good or the charitable one. Some people translate it as the charitable because it's about doing good to others, extending goodness to others. This is the person who is muhsin towards other people. Well, Ihsanu, he says, the Sheikh then says, that Ihsan is an attribute that is necessary for Allah. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always ihsan, he is always muhsin, he always has this attribute of ihsan, because he is always doing good to others. There is not a moment, not for the blinking of an eye, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing goodness towards others. Um, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, kulla He is the one who perfected everything uh, which he created. Every single thing that he created, he, he, he did it with ihsan. He did it with goodness, with perfection, with ihsan. So at every moment, this is an attribute of Allah. He has the attribute of ihsan towards others because he is al-muhsin, showing goodness towards others, blessing others, um, providing for others, showing them uh, kindness and generosity and so forth. This is the meaning of al-muhsin. And the greatest of ihsan, أعظم ihsan. Is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives his slaves, he blesses them with hidayah. He blesses them with tawfiq. He gives them the, the, the success and the ability to follow this religion and to remain obedient unto him. And to keep them firm upon the haqq, upon the truth, and to keep them guided, rightly guided, ilal mamat, until they, until they pass away. This is the ultimate ihsan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows towards his ibad, towards his slaves. The, the ihsan of guidance, the ihsan of thabat, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps them firm upon the right path. With all of the misguidance, with all of the confusion that is found out there. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps his slave firm and rightly guided and upon guidance, up until death, there is no greater ihsan than this. There is no greater bounty than this, no greater favor. Um, Than this and this person. What will he find after he passes away? He'll find the greatest blessing the greatest honor and the greatest of 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 all ihsan even It's a fruit of the ihsan that Allah gives us in this world, which is where we are rightly guided and we obey him The fruits of this is that we experience the greatest of ihsan, which is when we enter al-jannah in the Akhirah, and even greater than that is when we get to look at the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the greatest bounty of all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, لِلَّذِينَ وَزِيَادَةِ لِلَّذِينَ For those who do good, for those who have people of ihsan, those who strive for perfection, who try to, to, to be as best as they possibly can, they will have Al-Husna. Al-Husna refers to Jannah. They will have Al-Husna which is Paradise. Waziyada, And Allah says they will have more than that. Even more than that. And the question that we have to ask is, what is more than paradise? What, what is the better favor? Yani what, what is better than Al-Jannah? More than Jannah? The ulama of Tafsir have explained and they said, Al-Husna refers to paradise. Waziyada Refers to getting to see Allah Azza wa Jalla. The bounty and the favor of the slave finally getting to see his Lord Jalla that is the ultimate bounty the ultimate delight that the people of jannah will experience this is for the people of ihsan the people who strive towards um, goodness and this only comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is only a gift from allah and this is his greatest form of ihsan towards us this is the point that the sheikh is trying to make um allah grant us an understanding and may grant us tawfiq and be of those who enter paradise without hisab and those who get to see their Lord then the shaykh says that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he loves his slaves he loves those slaves of his who get who, who seek cl- closeness to him who draw close to him through the meanings of his names and we've touched on this point throughout the scores that for example allah is al-Rahman, the most compassionate the one who is entirely merciful and he loves al-ruhama, he loves the, those who show mercy to others. Allah is al-kareem, he loves al-kurama, those who show karam or kuram to others. He is generous, he is kind, he loves those who are like this to others. Allah loves that we see who he is and we take uh, from this, this, this these characteristics of Allah SWT and we try and implement it to the best of our ability. You know, to Allah belongs the greatest of examples and all perfection. But we, we, we learn from the, the great attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we try and instill them within us. So Allah likewise is Muhsin and He loves the Muhsineen. He is the doer of all good at every moment and He loves the people who do good. He loves the Muhsineen. As Allah says, وَأَحْسِنُوا and do good. Do good. This is a general instruction for all types of goodness, for yourself, for the sake of Allah, towards others. And so forth indeed allah loves the people of ihsan allah loves those who do good allah loves the muhsineen as we said previously allah said and do good to others as allah did good and um, to you so ihsan is in reality the highest status or the highest station within our deen we know we learned from the hadith jibreel the famous hadith jibreel when he came to the Prophet ﷺ in Masjid nabawi and he asked questions so that these questions would be answered and it would be as a teaching towards the Ummah. He asked him, what is Islam? Prophet ﷺ answered with the five pillars of Islam. He asked him, what is Ihsan? He responded with the six pillars of Ihsan. And then he he asked him, what is Iman? And he responded with the six pillars of Iman. And then he responded and he asked him with what is Ihsan and the Prophet SAW said تعبد الله كأنك تراه fa' فإن uh, فإن فإن تراه فإنه يراك. That you should worship Allah as if you see Him. But if you cannot see Him, you should know that He sees you. This is Ihsan. It's a type, it's a higher level. So we become Muslimin, it's a level of Islam. And then we move up to the level of Iman, the true believers. And then we move up to the highest level, the level of Ihsan, the people of Ihsan, the Muhsineen. Those who, they strive for perfection, they worship Allah as if they see Him. So we know it's impossible to see Allah in this dunya. But, knowing that Allah cannot see us, that we cannot see Allah, we know that Allah sees us. So when we worship Allah in this manner, in this way, naturally our ibadah gets onto a higher level our state our state of heart our khushu' our closeness to allah all of these things increase when we worship allah in the best of ways the way of ihsan so this is the third level of islam of the deen of islam the first level is islam people who are muslim meaning they're not kuffar, but they may be major sinners they may be neglecting many of their wajibat then we can move up to the next level the true believers We are people who, true believers are people who they fulfill the wajibat with, with a few perhaps errors here and there, and they abstain from much sin as possible, but they slip up here and there. The people of ihsan is the highest level. They do not just fulfill; they fulfill the wajibat in the best possible manner. They stay away from sin as best as they possibly could and as far away so maybe they don't just stay away from the haram they stay even sun is makru, they stay away خلاص, it leads to some it could possibly lead to haram we stay away this is a, a sign of ihsan the same with any type of goodness they hurry to do it they don't only follow that which is fard, that which is obligatory they try their best to fulfill as much of the sunnah as possible in the best possible way this is signs of ihsan this is the type of this is the highest level that we should be striving for bi ta'ala um from ihsan also is ihsan towards others. Yani we spoke about ihsan as an act of worship. When we worship Allah, we worship Allah with ihsan in the best possible way. right? And each worship, each act of worship, we can speak about in detail, especially salah. Salah, you know, what is ihsan in salah? There's a lot of details khushu' and focusing and concentration and not fidgeting, understanding what you're reciting, praying on time and so forth, praying according to the sunnah of the Prophet. There's many examples, fasting has ihsan, hajj has ihsan, umrah has ihsan, sadaqah has ihsan, reading Quran is ihsan. <coughs> and every other act of worship we can strive for when it comes to, to try and reach the level of ihsan. When it comes to other people, we should also be muhsineen towards others. We do good to others, to the slaves of Allah, starting with our parents, birrul walidain, silatul arham, family ties must be upheld. Fulfilling people's rights, your mother's rights, your father's rights, your spouse's rights over you, your children's rights over you, and your neighbor's rights over you, and so forth. Assisting those who need help, the poor, the needy, this is part of ihsan towards others, this is part of being a muhsin. Um, And not harming others in any way, in any way possible, when we know, look, this is harmful to others, we're not going to do it, this is ihsan. This is a muhsin to other people that we strive also to do good to others, that we try and re- let some goodness reach them, some khair some type of assistance, let it reach them. And this is always needed in the world. There are always masakeen. There are always poor people out there. There are always people in need. There are always people struggling. And within this pandemic that we are going through, even more so. You know, many of us are, for example, on a lockdown. Um, but alhamdulillah, we have provisions. We have a roof over our head. We have food on our table, we have, subhanallah, we are other people, they live, you know, hand to mouth on a daily salary. If they are on lockdown, how do they survive? What do they eat that night? What do they drink that night? Oh, this is the perfect opportunity for us to try and reach out to them, to try and spend on them, to try and give the bounties that Allah has given us. This is what I am, wa ahsin, kama ilayk. Do good to others the way Allah has done good to you. Allah and Allah grant us the tawfiq and the understanding. I mean, and the people of ihsan, Allah subhanahu wa taala has promised them with the greatest of rewards. Al ihsani illa ihsan. What is that? Allah says the the reward for ihsan is nothing but ihsan. It's nothing but ihsan. the The better you do, the more you will get from Allah azza wa jal. The more you do, the more you will get from. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we explain the ayah, لِلَّذِينَ wa وَزِيَادَةُ That the people of Ihsan will get Jannah and more. I.e. they will get to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest bounty um, upon them. So what is the fruits of this name? Yani, what does this bring about in the life of the believer? Knowing that Allah is al-Muhsin, if we strive to, we strive to implement these qualities of Ihsan towards others, this brings about inshirahu al-Sadr. This brings about that the heart, yani the person's heart, the muhsin's heart is opened. Allah expands his chest. Allah makes it things, He gives him peace and tranquility. Imam al qayyim He said, al al doing good towards others from creation and benefiting them, whether it's money, whether it's giving them some type of status, anything. Whatever type of ihsan he says. He says he says the, the one who is kareem and the one who is muhsin to others he's generous to others he's good to others he's assisting to others he has his chest or his heart is opened the most and allah gives him that peace that tranquility that peace of mind the more that he gives to others allah gives him that relaxation that satisfaction with what he has and with his ibadat and he has the purest of souls and the most beneficial of hearts as with the bakhil, he says the stingy person who has no ihsan to others you find that his chest is the most restricted it's the most you know he's got a tight chest he's always worried he's always this is always in, in 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 some type of stress or worry or depression or the, you know when you do good to others Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you that peace of heart that peace of mind that, that tranquility in your heart subhanallah this what ibn al qayyim rahimahullah mentioned as a benefit um so we ask allah azza wa to make us of the people of ihsan we ask him by his name al muhsin so again a benefit there is you say ya allah you are al muhsin ya allah you are al muhsin make us of the people of ihsan make us of the muhsinin this is how we can make dua <coughs> sorry through this name afwan this is how we can make dua um, through this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we call unto Allah as His name, Al-Muhsin, and we ask Him to make us of the people of Ihsan, to make us of the Muhsineen. You know, those who do good to others, and the people of Ihsan in terms of its status. Yani the best of believers, the people of Ihsan, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Um, we move on to the next name that Sheikh Abdul Razak mentions, which is the name, ad dayyan Ad-Dayan. The name Ad-Dayan means the judge. It means um, the judge. And it's a beautiful hadith from Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhu which is narrated in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad. It's also in al Mustadrak of Al-Hakim and also narrated by Al-Bukhari in Adab al-Mufrad where he says that it reached me about a hadith reached me from a man who heard from the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Jabir says, I went and I purchased a camel. Thumma And I traveled. And I, he basically says that I exerted myself in traveling. And it took him a month until he reached Sham, which is a greater Syria. And who did he find in Sham? Abdullah ibn Unais, radiallahu anhu. Another Sahabi. فَقَالَ قُلْ لَهُ جَابِرْ عَلَى Al So he said to the Bawab who is the gatekeeper, say to him, Jabir is here. And Abdullah said, Jabir who? Ibn Abdullah? Jabir ibn Abdullah is here. And he said, Yes, it's 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 me, Jabir ibn Abdullah. And Abdullah ibn Unais came to get him at the door and he embraced him and he embraced him in return. And Jabir says, I said to Abdullah, a hadith reached me from you. That you apparently heard it from the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It was a hadith about retribution. So I feared that perhaps you may pass away, or I may pass away, before I hear the hadith from you. And there's already a great benefit in this. Look how this companion, he heard about the hadith from a man in Sham. He purchased a camel. Took him a month's journey. Immediately he travelled. Fearing that. What if he passes away before I hear it from him? Uh, I pass away. Before I can hear it from him. Subhanallah. Look how they strove. To seek knowledge. And how hard they they, they pushed themselves. To preserve this deen of Allah. To preserve the hadith and the sunnah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi wa And look at this. This is. Something amazing and a lesson for us. How many of us have to travel, you know, for a month by camel through the desert to go learn one hadith. Look at the way we are learning right now, sitting in our homes, reading from a book. And we are listening and learning many hadith, many ayat. Wallahu Al-Musta'an, this is the efforts of the Sahaba compared to our efforts. And the hard work of the Sahaba compared to our hard work. And this is why they are the best of the best, the best of the ummah. Allah be pleased with him all. So Abdullah ibn Unaisi said, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu that the people will be raised on the day of Qiyamah Uratan, Ghurlan, Buhman Uratan means they will be raised uh, <coughs> Uratan, Ghurlan, and Buhman Uratan, يعني, they will be barefoot. Ghurlan, Means they will be uncircumcised and buhman meaning they will be uh, they will have nothing. And the hadith actually mentions this. Wa, wa, wa ma buhman he said, what is buhman? The Prophet then said, shay. a person who's bankrupt, he has nothing with him of the dunya at all. Then it will a caller will call out with a voice that they will hear from far, but as if it is from near. Anal Malik and diyan <coughs> The caller will say, which is Allah, an al-malik. On this day, they will be standing in front of Allah like this. And Allah will call out and say, I am the king. I am ad dayyan I am the judge. I am ad dayyan the judge. And this is of course the evidence for the name ad dayyan which is found in this hadith of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then basically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the people on the day of Qiyamah, it's not befitting that anybody from the people of the fire enters the fire, whilst he has with him uh, something of the people of Jannah. Unless I do retribution with this. And it's not befitting for the people of Jannah to enter Jannah. And yet he has with him something of the people of the fire. Except that I will do retribution through this. al اللَّقْمَ Even if it's a smack or a slap in someone's face. This is this also counts as a retribution. So perhaps you've done something wrong. Or somebody from the people of the fire did something to the people of Jannah. That they owe them. Or that they oppress them with. They will not enter until... That justice has prevailed until, even if it's a smack, you will have to. It will be returned on that day. Um, so they said, "Qulna How? How will this happen? تأتي, تأتي how can this happen when we will meet Allah barefoot, barefoot, uncircumcised and bankrupt? Yani." How is the retribution going to take place? We are all standing there with nothing. No shoes, uncircumcised, nothing with us. Buhman mean, b- uh, meaning absolutely nothing with us. So how are we going to repay others? And then the Prophet ﷺ said, Bil hasanati With your good deeds or with your evil deeds. Um, and then in the narration of Al-Hakim, Rasulullah recited, La On this day, each soul will be uh, given that which he has earned <coughs> And there will be no oppression or no wrongdoing on this day That's what the hadith basically says um, And the hadith is According to many scholars uh, Like Sheikh Al-Bani and others According to Hafiz ibn Hajar So the meaning of ad is The one who He will do the recompense and he will either reward with good or with bad on the day of Qiyamah, and he is Al Muhasib, the one who will take people into account. He will be the accountant on that day uh, of Qiyamah. So Allah Azza wa will gather the first and the last on the day of Qiyamah, uratan, naked, no shoes. So uratan is naked with no shoes, not just barefoot, not just barefoot as I translated earlier. Um, uncircumcised and bankrupt basically with absolutely nothing, no possessions with him. Then he will reward them appropriately either with good if they did good or with bad if they did bad and he will take them into account and so forth based on what they did in this dunya. If we did good in this world we will see good over there. If we did evil in this world we will see evil over there. Wallahul mustaan. Um, so this is ad He will then judge between them. He will gather them all be- on the day of Qiyamah and he will judge between them. And this is the name. One of the names of that day is also Yawmul As we know in Surat Fatiha, we, we recite it every day. Maliki Yawmul Deen. Allah is the owner of the day of recompense. The day of recompense. Ad-Deen. Right? And this is the job of ad dayan The owner of the day of recompense <coughs> who will be in charge on that day, the king, ad dayyan And he will judge between his slaves, Allah musta'an. So when the rational person, al-aqil, he understands this, that Allah taala is Dayan, and that on the day of Qiyamah, is the day of recompense, the day of reckoning, the day of hisab, that he will meet Allah SWT without any doubt. And on that day, he will find, all of his deeds in front of him, the good and the bad. Every single deed we did, no matter how small, whosoever does the smallest amount, an atom's weight, <coughs> the weight of a small ant of good, he will see it. And the same with evil. What effect does this have? That we were going to stand in front of Allah at dayan with this, and He's going to judge accordingly, good for good and bad for bad. The effect that this has upon us is that we will do our own hisab. We will take ourselves into account now in this world before this happens in the akhirah. Imam Ahmad narrated in his book Azud Zuhd from Abu Qulabah that he said that Abu Darda, the Sahabi radiallahu anhu, said, "Al La-Yubla that righteousness will never corrode uh, or wear out. Well, La-Yunsa and our evil deeds will not be forgotten either. what and at dayan he does not sleep. At dayan he does not sleep. كَمَا كَمَا so be as you are or as you please. be as you please.. As you do you will it will be done to you. as you are to others, as you are now in this world, it, that's how it will be done to you on the day of Qiyamah. wallahu Mustaan. Al wa Hasibu The famous statement from Umar al Khattab anhu, he said, Take yourself to account before you are taken account of. And weigh your deeds now before your deeds will be weighed for you. Fil Gadan أن It will be easier, your account, your reckoning will be easier for you tomorrow in the akhirah if you do it now today subhanallah and then he said prepare yourself for the greatest day or exhibition where you will stand in front of allah on that day everything will be exhibited everything will be open everything will be on display nothing will be hidden from you nothing at all so when we know that allah is at dayan we reckon ourselves now we 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 ask ourselves, where are we going? Where are you going? Yani, what path are we on? Are we on the path of righteousness? Are we on the path of goodness? Are we on the path of evil? Are we on the path of sin? Major sin? How many major sins? Minor sins? Now is the time to take yourselves into account. Because we are learning about dayyan So we need to ask ourselves introspection. And especially during these days. A time of a pandemic like we are in, we are all in lockdown. It's the best time to do introspection, it's the best time to sit and think, where am I going? <coughs> Ramadan's around the corner. It's the best. This is like actually a nima in disguise. That it's the best opportunity to fix up before Ramadan so we can maximize our benefit in Ramadan. It's the best opportunity to connect with the Quran. So the year went by, year, months and days went by. We became busy with work and with this responsibility and with that job and this responsibility and the Qur'an gets neglected. The best opportunity now is to sit with the Qur'an daily and spend some time with the Qur'an. Reconnect. Assess yourself now. And so forth. So this is the lesson that Umar ibn Khattab was teaching us in the statement that is definitely related to this name, Ad dayan That we understand who Allah is, Ad dayan Now is the time we rectify ourselves now. We check ourselves now before Allah wa ta'ala checks us on da- uh, uh, in, 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 in Yawm qiyamah Wallahu Musta'an. Um, then the Shaykh touches on the issue of the retribution, that there will be retribution, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will take care of those who are oppressed, and they will get their rights on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of recompense, and the day of Hisab, they will get their uh, justice. And how does this happen? Yeah, we saw in this hadith he says, even if it was a smack, it will happen. And the question was asked how will retribution happen if we are naked, bare feet, barefoot, uncircumcised, and bankrupt. We have nothing with us of the dunya. How is retribution going to happen? This is explained in another hadith where Rasulullah says, "Atadruna al-Muflis. Do you know who is the muflis, the truly bankrupt one? And they said, Al Muflis. The Muflis amongst us is the one who has no dirham, no money, no wealth. وَلَا And he has no provision with him at all of the dunya. And then the Prophet said, إِنَّ الْمُفْلِسَ Indeed the Muflis from my Ummah will come on the day of Qiyamah, with Salah, with fasting and zakah. But he also comes after cursing this one and abusing that one and slandering this one. And stealing the wealth of this one and spilling the blood of that one, هذا, and striking and hitting or beating this one. So he comes with good deeds, a mountain, for example, of good deeds. But with those good deeds came oppression and wrongdoing and transgression towards others. So this one, who oppressed in some way, will be given of his good deeds and that one will be given of his good deeds, and that one will be given of his good deeds, until they are repaid in full. فطورحت ع... فطورحت Subhanallah, if that mountain of good he came with is now, done. It's spent on each person, and there are still people waiting in line. There are still people who have not been repaid for their zulm. That they have experienced for the wrong and the oppression there's no more good to give them their bad deeds will now be taken and given to this be given to this person so your, your good deeds is, is gone it's expired it's, it's used up <coughs> now your bad deeds this gets added to the, the pile on the on the left hand side of the scale on, onto the side of your sin so he comes with oppression take all of that put it on his sins and you go and the next one and the next one and the next one Allah until this person is thrown into the fire until this, this is the truly the bankrupt person as the, the hadith says in Sahih Muslim Allah So the lesson here is the lesson that's mentioned in this hadith of Qisas that it will take place, retribution will take place on the day of Qiyamah it's about again rectifying ourselves now if, there are anything we, if there's anything we did to others apologize and make tawbah to Allah ask them for forgiveness and rectify your affairs. Stop abusing others, stop swearing others, stop cursing others, stop the riba, the namima, backbiting and slandering others and talebearing about others. And whether it's physical abuse or emotional abuse, all of this will come back to the oppressor. All of this will come back to him and he will stand in front of Allah at dayyan who will judge with justice and he will fulfill retribution and justice will prevail. And whoever was wronged will be given his haqq, and whoever was the oppressor, he will be given his haqq, yani, what he deserves. And Allah knows best. So it's upon us to think about this day, you know, this great day, the day of Qiyamah, and to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is at Dayyan, that He will give each one His haq. He will give each person what He deserves. And it's upon us to rectify our fears before this happens. Before we are the true mufliseen We are going to be of the bankrupt ones where this happens too. And may Allah protect us. Ameen ya ameen طيب, <clears throat> We move on to the next name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is Al-Muqaddim and Al-Muakhir. Al-Muqaddim and Al-Muakhir. Al-Muqaddim means the expediter. The expediter. To expedite means to... Make something happen uh, sooner. To make something happen sooner, or some process, or some action, let it happen sooner. This means to expedite. Allah is the expediter. He can make this, He can make things happen sooner rather than later. <coughs> Sorry. Sooner rather than later. He's also Al-Mu'akhir, the deferrer. The one who defers something. He can make it happen later rather than sooner. This is from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These two names are found in Hadith. They are found in a number of ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. One example we'll mention in Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say um, between the tashahud and the taslim. So we know this is one of the times where du'as are accepted. So we make the tashahud the entire tahiyatul mubarakat, and then we say the salawat upon the Prophet sallam, and then there's a period before we make taslim, before we say assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah in, in each salah where we can make dua this this position here this time here is one of the times where duas are accepted and there are a number of duas that the prophet ﷺ taught us to say in that position the famous one is the dua where we seek refuge in four things from the fire from the qabr fitna wal mamat, the fitness of this life and death and the fitna of the the evil fitna of the masihid dajjal that, that some scholars actually say is a far to say, other scholars say it's a sunnah. Um, it's important to say those those four. And then there are many others that the Prophet ﷺ used to say in this time. So it's actually a sunnah to lengthen the tashahud and increase in your dua in that place. Then you say the taslim. Because you are making dua in that time, it's been accepted, and you are still within the salah, so it's better than the dua after the salah. Right? Um, one example of what the Prophet ﷺ used to say was Allah oh قَدَّمْتُ ma وَمَا 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 asraftu anta minna wa wa la O Allah forgive me for my sins that which is former and that which is latter, that which I did in the past, that which I did today or in the future. that which is done in private and that which is done in public. وَمَا أسرافتو, and that which is done with extravagance وَمَا أَنْتَ أَعْلَمُ بِهِ مِنِّي and that which you know about me more than that which I know about myself right أَنْتَ المقدم, you are al-muqaddim, the expediter you are the one who brings things forth وَأَنْتَ المؤخر, you are the one who defers things لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ there is no ilah worthy of worship except you there is no deity or god worthy of worship except you this is the dua one of the duas of used to make in that position between the tashahud and the taslim, So we should try and learn this dua. It's found in Sahih Muslim, hadith number 771, hadith number 771. In this hadith, we see the name Al-Muqaddim and Al-Muakhir. These two names are all of those names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which are always coupled together. You never find Al-Muqaddim by itself or Al-Muakhir by itself. They are always uh, meaning they are always coupled together and yet they are of opposite meanings but they're always coupled together like والآخر, the first and the last they're always coupled together this is an example of this as well you always find them together because together we see the perfection of Allah if you just say Allah is Muqaddim Muakhir is missing you mu'akhir, This is why the two are always together. Because together they give us the perfection of Allah. The per- per- perfect um, names or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> so these are his attributes. At-taqdeem and Taqdeem means he expedites, he brings it forward. He brings it sooner rather than, rather than later. He also does takhir. He can delay something, defer something. These are the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which prove what? What does this prove? This proves his perfect abilities. Qudrah. The perfect kudra of Allah. And it proves that his will is always fulfilled. Whatever Allah wants to happen will always happen. And this these two attributes prove this as well. If he wants to bring something sooner or closer, he can make it happen. If he wants to delay something, he can make it happen. This is part of his perfect kudra, Perfect abilities. And this is also part of his perfect Mashi'ah. Whatever he wants will happen. His will is perfect. If he wants to delay it, it will delay. Nobody can bring it forward. And if he wants to let it happen now, nobody can cause it to be delayed. These are part of the perfection and the perfect attributes of Allah. It's also a sign of his perfect hikmah. He knows best. What is what is due and when it's due? When is the best time for something to happen? Sooner or later? Now or tomorrow? or Later or earlier? Allah knows best. Al-Hakim. This is... المقدم Muakhir is linked to his Hikma as well that he knows best when uh, things should happen <clears throat> and these two attributes are of his Sifat meaning it's part of his essence it's part of his makeup it's who he is he delays things and he defers things or he expedites things he brings things sooner rather than later these are his attributes. It's part of who he is. It's part of his nature that he can do this. Part of his kudra. Part of his nature that he can do this. And it's also part of his actions. His sifatul afal, right? It's part of his attributes which are to, which are connected to his actions. Allah delays things and He brings things uh, sooner and so forth. This is part of um, who Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is. <clears throat> so takdim and delaying something or bringing it forward. We can sometimes, we find Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala doing this within creation Right, so we find some of makhlukah, some of the creation comes after others, some came before others Who decided this? When will be born? Who came before us? Who came after us? This is all part of Allah's doing and takhir. Placement, it comes first in this one and that one, that one will be delayed this. You see this within creation You see this in many ways, in many many things, right? also in terms of shar'an allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave certain anbiya <coughs> certain virtues over others over creation over the rest of creation and so forth and even with creation others have been given certain things which others have, been, have not right this is part of Taqdeem bringing them forward and delaying them pushing them a bit back this is part of this as well so some of them have been given ilm knowledge of the sharia through iman Righteous deeds, akhlaq, and so forth, while others have not. So this is a a, a, a placement level which Allah brings others forward with these atrib, with these blessings, and, and He pushes others back with these blessings. This is also part of takdim and taakhir, He brings other people forward with certain benefits, and He delays and pushes others back with certain withholding certain benefits um, from them. This is also part of takdim and taakhir. And all of this is part of the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we look at the hadith, right, and there are three hadith that I only mentioned one of, because the other two are quite lengthy. Lengthy du'as when the Prophet mentioned these names: you are the expediter and you are the deferrer. You will find that the context of these du'as. And the way we find these two names mentioned is it's all du'as where the Prophet ﷺ was seeking Allah's forgiveness. As we saw with the previous du'a, oh Allah forgive me for what I did in the past and in the future. What I did in private and in secret or in secret and in public. What I did with extravagance. And for that which you know, regarding me better than I know. You are the expediter and you are the different. ant al-muqaddimu wa ant al-muakhiru. La ilaha illa ant, there is none. No should be What is this dua all about? Forgiveness. The other two du'as where this name is, is, is found in is also du'as for forgiveness. The one was in the Tahajjud of the Prophet it's a very long one. And the other one was also a du'a that the Prophet used to make, also a du'a for forgiveness. So, this, the context for the, where these two names are mentioned is a context of seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> whether it's sins of private or public, whether it's sins of Amd, sins that were done purposefully or by mistake or by error. These are mentioned in the other ahadith. So there has to be a relation between al Muqaddim and Mu'akhir and between our sins and the forgiveness of sin. Tayyib, what is the connection in sin? What do we find? What does the noob, what does Evil deeds. What does our sins do to us? <coughs> Number one, it degrades the slave. It degrades the slave of Allah. And تُأَخِّرُهُ It keeps him back. It keeps him back from getting closer to Allah. It keeps him back from growing his Iman. From getting closer to Jannah. The pleasure of Allah. It keeps him back. This is what sin does to us. تُأَخِّرُهُ Whereas if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us, so we are asking Him, asking Him after our sins to forgive us. What does forgiveness entail? It brings, number one, it takes away the degradation and the humiliation, it gives us honor, it raises us, upgrades us. And Allah's forgiveness also. It brings him forward, it brings him up, it brings him. Uh, it helps him proceed so when we commit sin we fall our status falls our iman drops we get further away from allah this is like taakhir you know we are going further away we are being delayed we are keeping kept back so when we make dua we say allah you are muqaddim and muakhir it's your hands to bring people forward and bring people back keep people back so forgive us this is how the prophet used this when seeking forgiveness Because when you forgive us, what happens? Taqtideem happens. We are now, we get brought forward. We are now raised again. Our sins are forgiven so that humiliation is removed from us. So (coughs) our rank goes up. We get closer to Allah, we get closer to Jannah, we get closer to the pleasure of Allah and so forth. This is the connection between al-muqaddim and mu'akhir and seeking forgiveness from sin. Because what sin does is it keeps us back. It it delays us, uh, it, it delays our progress. To getting to Allah and, and getting closer to Allah and to getting into His forgiveness and His pleasure. Whereas when we get the forgiveness of Allah, it raises our rank. It removes that humiliation, that, that, that humiliation and it gives us honor and it brings us forward. Taqdeem happens. This is where the connection between Al-Muqaddim and Muakhir when seeking forgiveness. So there's a great benefit in that, that we learn when we seek forgiveness, a good way to seek forgiveness is... We know the other names of Allah Al Ghaffar, Al Ghaffur Rahim, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Arhamar Rahim. When we make dua, we say, we call unto Allah with those names Forgive us, Ya Rahman, forgive us, Ya Rahim, forgive us, Ya Ghaffar, Ya Ghaffur Rahim, forgive us, Al Afu, Al-Afu, Fa'fu Anni. We know the dua. You love to pardon, so pardon me. But this is another example from the Sunnah that we learn when we make dua for forgiveness, we can use these two names as well Al al Mu'akhir. Allah, you are Muqaddim, you are muakhir. You are the one who defers, you are the one who expedites. So, يعني, what are you asking Allah for? Do not defer us. Don't keep us back. Help us proceed forward. Muqaddim. And we are acknowledging it's in the hand and the power of Allah. And this is the beauty of you know, the dua. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is in His hand. Al-Izza, honor, is in His hand. And likewise, humiliation and degradation is in His hands. So we call unto Him with these two names, acknowledging His his greatness, His perfection in these ways. And we ask Him like this to forgive our sin and to raise our rank. And Allah knows best. And we know from a hadith, the Prophet said, There is no heart except, There is no heart except, it it is between the two fingers of the fingers of the Lord of, of, of all that exists. Between the two fingers of Allah. إن شاء أن يقيمه أقامه وإن شاء أن If Allah wants to <coughs> guide it, that heart, and keep it firm and straight, He will do that. And if Allah wants to misguide it and put it astray, He can do that. It's in the power of Allah. It's in the will of Allah. It's in the, the, it's in the abilities of Allah. And this is why the Prophet used to say often, يَا مُقَلِّبَ الْقُلُوبِ ثَبِّتْ قَلْبِي عَلَى دِينِكَ O the One who controls the hearts, مقلِبَ القلوب turns our hearts, keep our hearts firm upon Your religion. Qalbi, Keep my heart firm upon You, upon Your Deen, upon Your religion. So it's a dua we need to make because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is in control of the hearts. Everything is in His hands, in His ability. We call unto Him with His beautiful names and attributes, and we ask Him for um, guidance and for forgiveness. Amin. <coughs> A lesson in this is that the happiness of the slave and the honor and the humility of the slave and his taqaddum and his taakhur whether he comes forward or he skip back is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah guides him, he will be guided. And if Allah misguides him, he will be misguided. This is what we learn from this lesson. But what we also know is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a choice and has given us the ability to decide yani what do you want? if you want goodness, you need to do good if you want evil or bad, then do evil and bad so as much as we know guidance is in the hand of Allah we have to strive to achieve the guidance as much as we know uh, misguidance is in the hand of Allah we need to try our best to stay away from misguidance لِمَنْ شاء أيتقدم it's a warning for who? for those who amongst you that wants to proceed Or stay back. If you want to proceed, do that which will help you proceed, that which will get you closer to Allah, to Jannah, to the pleasure of Allah. And if you want to stay back, this is a warning for you as well. Do not stay back. So stay away from those sins. Stay away from the sins that will distance you from Allah, that will keep you away from His paradise, that will get you closer to His wrath and closer to His the fire of Jahannam when Billah. So it's upon us to try our best and to make dua constantly for guidance. And to know that this is the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So we beg him and we ask him constantly for guidance. <clears throat> so the Sheikh mentions that the great benefit of knowing this name or these names Al-Muqaddimu and Muakhir is that it, it it instills complete humility in front of Allah. That we understand nothing happens except by the will of Allah that we understand we need to put our hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and we need to fear him appropriately and never lose hope in his mercy as we know that all good comes from him and no harm can befall us except by his will He is Muqaddim and Muakhir He can bring us forward <coughs> and he can also keep us back if that's what we deserve so we need to turn to him alone we worship him alone, we beg him alone and we do not worship anyone besides him as they have no abilities. Wallahu musta'an. In a hadith, the Prophet sallallahu he saw some of his companions lagging behind. And he said, taqaddamu, he said to them, come forward and follow my lead. Come forward and follow my lead. and he, Don't be those who lag, come forward, come to the front. And he said to them, bik bik bikum man ba'adakum, And let those who are after you Follow you. He said then that a, no people continues to skip to the back until we accept that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will push them to the back. So it's about pushing yourself to the forward, motivating yourself, striving for the best. Striving for the best. You know. Um, and this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you. But those who are always lagging behind. <coughs> It may happen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will push them to the back eventually. Wallahu um, musta'an. So those are some of the benefits of that name or those names. Al-Muqaddimu and Al-Muakhiru. We move on to the last name for the evening, which, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beautiful name. At-Tayyibu. At-Tayyibu. at The name at tayyib means the pure or the good. The good or the pure. This name is found in the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu where he said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said Ya nas, O humankind inna Allah tayyibun la yaqbalu illa tayyiban Indeed Allah is tayyib Allah is pure and he does not accept except that which is pure. Uh, indeed Allah is pure tayyibun and he does not accept accept uh, that he does not accept anything except that it is pure. And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the mu'minin." with that which he instructed the mursaleen, the messengers. And he recited, O messengers, eat from that which is pure, that which is tayyibat, that which is pure and wholesome, and do righteous deeds, and indeed I am a way of that which you do, knowledgeable of that which you do. And he recited, Ya oh, amanu, tayyibati ma O you who believe, um, <coughs> eat from that which is pure, from that which we have provided for you. Then he mentioned a man, Yutilu Safar, who traveled extensively, Ash'atha who was full of dust. And, Yamudu yadayhi ila he was full of dust. And he was uh, disheveled and he raised his hands to the sama and he said, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, wa mat'amu haram. But his food was haram and his drink was haram and his clothing was haram and he was nourished with haram. Will this person be responded to? Is the question ended off by the hadith. The answer, of course, is Bala or Nayhi will not be answered to. And the hadith is in Muslim. Um, <clears throat> Even though he's a traveller whose du'as are accepted, even though he's in a state of desperation, even though he raises his hands, all things which helps the du'a are being accepted. But because his food and his drink and his clothing and his nourishment was haram, he will not be responded to. So we instructed to eat that which is pure, wear that which is pure, drink that which is pure, be nourished and live with that which is pure, and then our du'as will be accepted. This is what the hadith is basically teaching us. Because Allah is pure and He does not accept that which is not pure. He does not accept it, except if it is um, pure. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the meaning of a tayyib is the one who is pure and perfect from all defect and weakness and so forth. And everything about him is pure, right? The asl of tayyib is tahara wa salama min al-khabath. What does tayyib mean? Something which is tayyib is something which is clean and pure and it is free from any type of dirt. This is tayyib is the translation. That's why we give it the translation of pure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that He is always perfect in His names and attributes and His essence, in His speech, in His actions. Everything that comes from Him is pure and perfect. <coughs> um, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentions about the tahiyat or the tashahud. When we mention this word, At-tayyibat. At-tahiyyatu lillahi wa at-tahiyyatu al-mubarakat salamatu at-tayyibatu at We say, at lillah. All that which is pure is for, the, is for Allah. It's due unto Allah. This is what we are saying. Right? Meaning, in terms of purity and perfection, in terms of speech and action and attributes and names, all of this is for Allah ta'ala. He is pure and perfect in All of these things. His tayyib, his actions are tayyib, his sifat, his characteristics are tayyib, his names are tayyib, the most pure of names, the most pure of attributes, the most pure of every single thing. Nothing comes from him except that it is tayyib. And nothing ascends to him except that it is tayyib. And nothing brings you closer to him except that it must be something tayyib. So his speech is tayyib, and all good speech which is tayyib goes up to him. His actions are tayyib and all good actions that we do will ascend unto him and be accepted by him. فَالطَيِّبَاتُ All tayyibat belong to Allah. Everything that is pure and perfect is actually belongs to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala and is attributed to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala. as the Prophet said إِنَّ اللَّهَ طَيِّبٌ لَا يَقْبَلُ إِلَّا طَيِّبًا Indeed Allah is pure and does not accept that, except that which is pure. And then Ibn al-Qayyim carried on and he said <coughs> that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his Sharia and in his qadr, in his decree, he, he, all of these things are pure. All of these things which comes from Allah, his Sharia, his rulings, his decree, his divine decree, are all tayyibat littayibin. All tayyibat, all pure things for those who are pure and those who are striving to be good. <clears throat> In fact he says, There's nothing that which is purified in this world except that it is from Allah Wa purity. It's from His Ta'iba. Um, <coughs> and therefore we say لِلَّهِ This is just time to give an explanation of what this part of the ta'hiyat means. You are saying that all things which are pure and perfect, they belong to Allah Wa Ta-A'la alone. So the hadith in Allah Tayyibun, indeed Allah is Tayyib and does not accept except that which is Ta'ib, proves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only accepts the actions which are pure and the speech and aqwal which are pure. It is general for all actions and all a'mal Right? We do not do any deed except that it has to be pure for Allah to accept it. And no statement except except that it has to be pure for Allah to accept it. And no earning except that it has to be pure for Allah to accept it. And no sadaqah, except that it is pure, it's sincere for the sake of Allah and so forth, this is how Allah will accept it. Some of the scholars on this hadith, they said, if a person makes hajj with haram money, his hajj will not be accepted because it's not pure. It's not pure money and so forth. This is how you understand, they they apply this hadith. Because Allah only accepts that which is pure, that which is done with pure earning, pure eating and drinking, a pure niyyah pure actions according to the Sunnah of the Prophet and so forth. This is all encompassed in the meaning of um, pure. Pure is also Aqidah, the proper correct religion. Our Aqidah is pure, comes from the Quran and the Sunnah. The rulings of the Shari'ah, the Adab and the etiquettes that we learn from the Shari'ah is pure, it's Tayyib. It's from the most pure of all things because it comes from the Quran and the Sunnah. The more of this we incorporate the more success we will find and the more we turn away from this guidance the more success we will, we will lose, Wallah Musta'an, and it was Allah only accept that which is pure. Um, and then the Sheikh mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned a number of things as being pure. All of them is speech. Allah mentioned Darab Allah mathalan kalimatan tayyibah. A, sp- a good word ka tayyibah, it's like a pure tree. And he also mentions speech which can be khabitha, impure kalimatin khabithatin, ka shajaratin khabitha. And the example of a impure evil speech is like an impure tree. It will have roots and it will have fruits that it will bear. And Allah said, The righteous, good speech, good word will ascend to Allah. And the Rasul <coughs> made that which is طيبات, permissible, that which is خبائث, impure and dirty, impermissible. And also the mu'mineen are described as being. And when the Malaika takes their ruh, the believers, it will be said to them, Come out, O oh soul who was, who was in a, a body which was pure. This is the way Allah Subh'ala describes and the hadith describes the believers. Many things are described as pure, we should strive for that which is pure at all times. And on the day of Qiyamah, when they enter Jannah, it will be said to them, Tibtum, Fadhuluha Khalidin, you have been purified. So enter into Jannah forever and ever. Also in a hadith, the hadith says, When a mukmin visits his brother for the sake of Allah, it will be said to him, the malaika say to him, Tibta, you have done well. Wa <coughs> taba and may your livelihood be good. وَتَبَوَّأْتَ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ manzilla And you have built your house in paradise. Or may you, may you dwell in an abode in paradise. This is every time we visit someone for the sake of Allah. All examples of Ta'yyib and goodness and purity mentioned in Quran and hadith and so forth. This is what we should be striving for. To be of the طيبين. In our belief system, our aqeedah, in our actions, in our dealings with others, in our akhlaq, in our character, in our etiquettes, in our... Every single thing, the way we practice the deen, the way we eat, the way we live, the way we the way we sleep, the way we dress, everything we should try to be of the tayyibeen those who are pure and good, that do that, that, that do these things for the sake of Allah. The last point that the Shaykh mentions is that when the Mu'mineen becomes pure and he does well in this dunya, he will meet he will then leave this world. And we said the will <coughs> call unto him and say, Oh come out, O oh soul, which was Ta'ibah. Which was in a a, a body which was Tayyib. The Quran says that those whom the Malaika take in death, the Malaika will take them in death, the Tayyibin, those who are good and pure. عليكم, they will say to them, Peace be upon you, into paradise due to that which you have done, because of your deeds, into paradise. They will be referred to as. This is for the true believers. And on the, in the Akhira, The people who feared Allah, their Lord, will be driven to Jannah in groups. جاؤوها, until they reach Jannah, أبوابها, and it's doors or gates are open for them, خزنتها, and the gatekeepers will say to them, عليكم, Peace be upon you, Tib-tum. You have been purified. You are now pure, completely pure. Khalidin. So enter it forever and ever. The Sheikh mentions that the, the word فَدْخُلُوهَ has a fa in front of it. And this basically is a sabab. Meaning, because you are pure and purified, this is why you are entered, you will be told to enter Jannah. It's because of the purification it's because your people were pure in the dunya and you have now been completely purified now you may enter jannah because of this so this is the great lesson of to be of the tayyibeen number one when you die you will be greeted as uh, the soul who was tayyibah when you Malaika take their ruhs they will, they will be described as the people of the tayyibeen and when they enter jannah they will be told طيبتم. you have been completely purified so therefore enter jannah for ever and ever wallahu musta'an so <clears throat> we ask allah azza wa wajalla to make us of the tayyibin for those who will be told this on the day of qiyama fat tibtum salamun alaykum tibtum fadkhuluha khalidin amin rabb al alamin we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at-tayyib to make us of the tayyibin and al-muhsin to make us of the of the muhsinin the people of ihsan and ad-dayyan to guide us And to protect us from His wrath on the day of Qiyamah and to not make us of the people who will be oppressors in this world and will be of the Mufli seen the bankrupt on the day of Qiyamah. And Al-Muqaddim Al-Muakhir, we ask Him to rectify our affairs and to not make us of those who are kept back but rather of those who will be brought forward and those who will benefit in this world and uh, reap the greatest of rewards in the Akhirah. امين رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك <تصفيق>